episode 47. We are back in studio. Nate, what's up, bud? Not much, dude. Uh, had a few beers last night. Nothing crazy, though. Feeling feeling good. Feeling ready to rock here and uh, heading to Cabot, Cabot Links and Cliffs this weekend, so I'm pretty fired up. Oh, man. That is paradise in Nova Scotia. I mean, two of the top courses in the country, man. You're going to love it up there. I've I, never been, so I'm, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Yeah, man. There's some of the nicest properties in the country it's it's yeah. it is an amazing golf experience but man the beers have been flowing man the snapple blossom last weekend yeah. um you know shout out to the young boys dean ian adam and Stuart who took it down i mean un- unbelievable tournament i mean they were they certainly weren't the betting favorite heading in no they were not and uh yeah, honestly know. impressive took down the team of pros in the playoff hole yeah it's good stuff and then absolutely went on the world destruction tour with the trophy though the bill will be in the mail ladies and gentlemen because <laughs> that thing was totaled yes it was i know i know for a fact the guy who handcrafted the trophy is pissed yeah oh yeah goes by the name of sir lucas kane yeah and he is not happy no, about how I, that trophy was handled i mean he took a day a, a day of work and cropped that up with some boards and stuff and then he even took time of his day to use the gas money to go get that same salad bowl from winners it's a beautiful trophy. It's fucking nice. Yeah, it is. And nice, I actually good mahogany. It is. I had I had plan like it's stained. Yeah, I, I had plans of of getting some new um, plaques done for the for the winners. I mean, it's it's been four years now, so there's four winner plaques, and I mean that's been put on hold because this thing is just in shambles. I had to uh, stop it from being put on a fireplace. Oh my goodness! It was uh, there was talk. Um, there, it was heading towards the fireplace. I was like, boys, I'm telling you right now, you might get shot in the head if you do that. Oh, if that thing went up in flames that night, it would have been, there would have been some serious repercussions. And I was talking about a year suspension from the event. If oh. these guys were anyway, Nate, before we get into the sports, man, I, this week went to the dentist and had a feeling, man. And I, every time I'm in there, I'm reminded by how shitty I mean, a vaccination needle is just nowhere as near that freezing that they shove in your gum. Speak for yourself, guy. You're uh, not I guess. passing out out there. Uh, that's very true. Um, have you ever passed out at the dentist? That'd be a tough thing. Passed scene. out at the... No. no. Well, I've been out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not for, like, yeah, it's... And no. it all... hey, go ahead. No, no, you. Well, it always amazes me when, when I hear, like, people have gone their entire lives without a feeling. I'm like, well, have you enjoyed a bag of Sour Patch Kids? Like, yeah. holy... Fuck. Yeah, like, how's your lettuce, bud? Yeah. Like, holy smokes. No, it's a bad scene in there, dude. Especially when you get, like, some of the stuff they put in your mouth, too. It's just like, they're like, oh, yeah, this will taste, like, it doesn't taste bad or whatever. Yeah. You tend to, then, it tastes like feces, man. Yeah, like the fluoride. Yeah, the yeah. fluoride sucks. The That stupid little thing that everyone gets pumped about, with, like, blows water through your mouth. That yeah. thing's not even cool, No, man. it's Like, not. it's such a, and, oh, dude, just like the whole thing, too. You're sitting there in the waiting area, just like, fuck my life, like. Oh. They're going to go in there and ask you if you've been flossing. You're going to bullshit it and yeah. say, yes, I sure have. I haven't flossed my teeth in my life. <laughs> I swear to God, man. I carry the little flossers around. No, you but don't. I do, I do, I do. They're everywhere if you look around. But uh, I don't see any right now. <laughs> I, I mean, I might go over there and grab like three that are on the table. Right now? Yeah. I, I shouldn't say, like, I know I'm I'm going to go out and say I haven't flossed in my life. That's obviously an exaggeration. Because, I well, okay, he, folks, he just pulled up three. This guy's a, <laughs> he's an avid flosser. I mean, I'm not the dentist, so... No, no, I know. Like, I know. you don't get to show me, but... And, and it's not like it has been like that for the whole life, but, like, when they're around, I'll use them, and it's usually yeah. to pick fucking random food out of my teeth. Yeah, a couple Sour Patch Kids. Well, exactly, yeah. So, but, man, the dentist is fucking brutal, and, is. yeah, I had that experience this week, so it hasn't been a 
too great of a I also just want to go on record here as saying, like, I have flossed my teeth before. Because yeah, I don't, yeah, wanna, yeah, I don't yeah. want to hear any shit about someone. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like, I can see it now, dude. Like, a little rumor gets started. It's like, yeah, that guy doesn't even brush his teeth. You know what I mean? He yeah, yeah, yeah. passed out, and then I'm known as fucking <laughs> yeah. Dennis the Menace or whatever. <laughs> whatever that guy is with the hack yeah. show. It looks like Hacksaw Ridge <laughs> in my fucking mouth. Like, I'm yeah. not. I, I brush my teeth. All right, Nate. Are you yeah. good? Yeah. I mean, I'm, are you good? You're oh, over yeah. there fucking flossing for me. <laughs> I know. I, well, I was just confirming that I yeah. use them. Yeah. Well, I indeed uh, brush my teeth too. Okay. Um, but uh, no, we're getting in, we're getting things started off in the NBA because the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Akadetumbo. That can't be right. <laughs> I can never get it right. But man, yeah, they won their championship. I've never. I've looked at it. I've never even attempted to even learn it. No. That guy's a beauty. Oh man, I owe. Actually, I think we should we should have said this at the beginning of the episode, but I owe a sincere apology to every Milwaukee's Bucks fan, every basketball fan, and every hockey fan, and every Seattle Kraken fan who thought they were coming to the daily intermission for some half decent sports advice. Man, we did okay for the uh, okay for the NBA was a shit show. Yeah, but the 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 expansion draft from all the the ones I saw online. We actually did pretty good. We had, I counted out, we had 11 out of 30 picks right. Okay. Which is not bad. Okay. Like, I, I follow some guys that know their shit for yeah. hockey, and they were like, they had like seven. Yeah. Mind you, are we gonna are we gonna go into the expansion draft right now? Or Sure, yeah, we can. Yeah, fuck it. And we'll go back to the NBA after, because okay. we were talking yeah. about that. But, yeah. uh, um, dude, what the fuck was Seattle thinking? Um, It'll be interesting. I mean, obviously a bunch of young guys, a bunch of guys, like I remember that Blackwell guy that they got from the Rangers. Yeah. Remember watching him against the Bruins? He was absolutely flying around the ice. He scored a goal. Like I, a lot of these guys, I don't, haven't watched play. Like I don't know their sample size. A lot of them are young guys. Some men, they're, they're, I was saying this though. They're not that young. That like, defenseman for uh, for Detroit, he's played like a hundred games. Like he looks like Troy a great player. Troy Stature? No, no, they didn't take Troy. Oh, Stature. oh, Cholowski or yeah, 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 yeah. I he think he's pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. Like he, anyway, a lot of these guys like are, I mean, like they yeah, look but, like they've got a lot of upside. They got dude, the some of the brothers. guys like the guy they took from Philly, just an absolute no name. Like they, I looked him up too. Like this, this is like, he's not gonna ever play. And there was no side deal. Yeah, they didn't do any side deals. Like, but like Vegas had so many. So you got to make 30, 31 pick or thirty picks. And, yeah, and, I mean th- that's too many for an NHL roster. So some teams are gonna get right. let off the hook. You're gonna have for sure. Yeah. And for I sure. mean ideally, like they're fucking teams because like it's like Tampa would be like, you know they 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 that's took a good point. And they're like uh, Philly was like, yeah, take take these guys please these yeah, contracts. That's and like, right. Yeah, you know we'll take this guy who makes no money. And yeah. I didn't think about that. That's actually yeah. so true. But I mean, at the expense of making their team an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, but you know what? You got to keep. You your, got that cap space. Yeah, exactly. You know th- that's going to be beneficial for for free agents down the future. And, and I think like I that's... think you you really got to put your expectations. You know, realistically, going into a new season with a new team, like who cares if they're you know a bottom feeder team for the next few years? Yeah, you know no, they're not sure. going to be Vegas. Yeah, I mean Vegas yeah. was a once in a lot. like that is yeah. never going to happen again. Probably, I, I can tell you for sure it's not going to. And a lot of people are saying too, um, they're like, well, what did Vegas look like when they first? Came? Well, it's like, well, man, they picked up Shea Theodore, they got Riley Smith and Marsha, so like they weren't like they had, what they got Yanni Gord, and... but teams were giving them teams yes. gave them things to take these guys. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of teams I think this time were like. Well, we're not going to do that again. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's Take foolish. who you want. Yeah, just... and we recommend taking this guy. And exactly. Like, well, it's like here's Vladimir Tarasenko. That one's still kind of confusing to me. I he'll I... end up somewhere, obviously. But well, yeah, but I know. But so the reason why they didn't take Vladimir Tarasenko is that his no movement clause would have right. gone traveled with him. Yes. So, so it would have been a tough flip. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I get why they didn't take Voracek or Van Riemsdyk, though. I mean, those are two massive yeah, contracts. Exactly, like, yeah. Uh, I was and I was a bit of an idiot when I was doing the preview. Like I, I would some of the contracts that I had picked were like a Nino Nino Niederreiter or like a Alex Galagoski. Um, I thought Niederreiter was a slam dunk. Yeah, I really thought he was he, going. But I mean, they just don't have any top line guys other than like Jordan Everly. Like Jared McCann, is he going to be your top line center? Like, man, he had like one. He had a good year with. Uh, he's only twenty five though. I last mean. year, would he have like sixty points? Did he have that many? Yeah. Holy smoke! Yeah, he had a really good year last year, or it might have been two years ago. Um, no, I think it was last year because. Uh, um, that was the first year he was in um, Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah. And, I mean, he got the collaterals there for um, playing uh, with Crosby and the boys. Um, I'm just going to pull up his stats real quick here. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's – I mean, Seattle, like, I honestly do trust what Ron Francis is doing there, and I think oh, that, oh. you know uh, – Only 35 points two years. Okay. Back to back, so I don't know why. 32 Did and 43 is not too bad. It's actually pretty good. Um, oh yeah, I forgot it's a half year. Yeah, yeah good point. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I went to lunch here today. <laughs> Too busy um, thinking about the dentist. I know, but uh, anyway, it's uh, it, they do have some talent. I mean, there's that third line's going to be unreal. I mean, you got Tanev and you got Yanni Gord and you got Appleton. Like that's yeah. a great third line. I mean, is it even the third line though? It's more like the second, no? I think yeah, maybe it is. Um, I mean, you get some other talented guys like Yarncroak and like McCann and and I like these guys. Yarncroak a lot. Yeah. That was a great pick. Um, well, I knew they weren't touching. I said guys. Matt Duchesne. I apologize. I mean, I looked back at some of my picks. I'm like, Greg, you're such an idiot. Well, it's hindsight's easy to look back no, on and is. be like, oh, yeah, well, surely I would have picked Yarn Croak. I just, yeah, I just didn't think there was any chance they were taking the, either those of those contracts. two contracts. Yeah, and yeah. you were right, man. And, and it was a great narrative. I thought at some point that you're going to have to take a guy who's going to sell jerseys and, and be like kind of like the, the face of the franchise. And I mean, I guess that's Giordano. I think that's Mark Giordano. I think that yeah. that's that's who we're the C. But uh, I don't know how many jerseys you'll sell. That they got a hell of a goaltending depth, though. They got uh, what Dreger. Yeah. I don't know how to say his name honestly. Yeah, Dreger, Chris Dreger. Yeah, yeah. Vanacek's good. Yeah. Um, and, and Joey Decord, who Joey Decord, who, who yeah. was great, man. Like he he had a pretty good, like I liked him he a lot. Played because, like nine games, but he was really good when we were watching the Sens games. Yeah, exactly. And Massachusetts guy was a big Tom Brady guy, so that's why you know yeah. I remembered him. And I, yeah, I remember him. he's a young kid. I mean, he's a good dude too. Yeah, and it, it, it sucks for Ottawa because I think they wanted to lose the Dadunov contract, but that's the position that that. They have a lot of pieces at. I mean, and and Ottawa's in a position they're going to be fine. Like that that contract's only two more years, and it's yep. not it's not like it's that bad. You no, know it's I mean? like five. What is it? It's five, five million? Five flat, million bucks. Which is, yeah. I thought was a steal when they got him. Yeah, but but he just didn't really pan out. No, I mean, man, if he if they put him on a line with like Drake and Stutzla or something, I'm not sure how that line would work out. But um, yeah, like just center. Well, if you put Stutzla in the middle, I think like eventually that could work because he's yeah, for sure. he's, a, he's a skilled player. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, but let's, I guess we'll, we'll just stay in the NHL and then pop back to the NBA. But uh, it's NHL draft night tonight. And I guess the, you know, the, the first overall pick is going to be Owen Power by yeah. the sounds of things. Uh, it looks like the Kraken are going to take uh, Matt Beneers. Um, They're but two, right? At two, yeah. yeah. But I think this is going to be one of the drafts we look back on where there are some third round, fourth round, fifth round guys who just end up being oh, awesome players. Has to be, man. I mean, think of the development this year. Some, some guys, like, probably played 10 games. Like, yep. like would the Q play 20 games this year? Like, yeah. Yeah. And the OHL and WHL didn't even play a game. That's so crazy that yeah. they didn't even play. Yeah. So that's so ridiculous, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of was, I mean, remember one of the teams was like, they were sleeping in the arena. Like they had like yeah. the press boxes all set up and there was, wasn't that the for arena. the Mem Cup or something? No, that, that was just an OHL team. Like that was like their kind of their quarantining was like just <sighs> sleeping in the rink. So I mean, it would have been cool. It's cool at the start, but man, I bet you like day two, brutal, you're like yeah. Jesus, man. Like yeah. what the fuck are we doing? Oh, exactly. 
Um, but yeah, it's super tough for, for scouts and, you know, for teams to evaluate players who haven't played in a year. Like, like think about a guy like Drake who, who took such strides or grew a mm -hmm. lot and, and, you know, had, you know, obviously had all the talent in the world, just really needed to grow into his body. And, 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 uh, you know, for players like that, who have made, you know, significant changes in, in just such a short amount of time, you know, these guys may yeah. get overlooked or, or may not get an opportunity. I mean, it's just so challenging for these scouts. So it'd be interesting to see what these teams do. And I, yeah. And like I said, I think that there's going to be some serious sleepers taken for sure. I just wanted to talk when you were just brought up Drake there, I was kind of thinking right now, what do you think he would have gone had he had his growth spurt? Um, say like a year prior, and then he had those years. Like I bet he would have been top ten in that draft. I mean, yeah, I, I, it, I guess it's kind of hard to hard to say. I mean, he was, I mean, he's he was always the top player mm -hmm. in, in in you know in, in his in his hockey age class from from the time he was yeah born almost right. you know, yeah. and so. Um, you know, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, this guy was, he's, he was dominating at every level. So mm -hmm. yeah, I would think that that would be fair to say. I mean, yeah. you know, just kind of just took a little bit of growth and, um, yeah, I mean, obviously that, it's a bit of a side note, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, I can't see it. It's like really that hard. draft class wasn't P pretty crazy. hard to say. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, but Nate signings. So on the, the 28th of, of, uh, of July, we have, free agent frenzy so that's next wednesday yep um obviously it'd be a huge day for the nhl um crack and go get out whoever they want yeah they can they like um, 40 million cap space i wanted to start nate and pick your little bit of, pick your brain about I, I know you follow it close more closer than i do but i hear guys like names like gabriel landis Cogic. is he gonna leave colorado i i i don't think he wants to but i don't think they're they're giving him like much of a contract like okay. i i believe they offered him i i want to say they offered him like eight years at seven mil and he said no Jeez, maybe that's yeah. the case i can't remember but on a, another side note there um i don't i don't think he's gonna leave but i'm not so sure they they're too interested in bringing like bringing him back per se like if they're gonna spend that much money on him yeah like, like i think seven million seems like a pretty fair, fair i think it's a fair, fair price contract but especially at a flat cap i mean the other thing is too like i mean realistically they probably they named him captain kind of prematurely early. well he yeah. was 19 years old yeah came off rookie of the year or whatever and like they just gave him captain I, and i'm sure they would He'd i mean realistically a, McKinnon who was yeah exactly yeah. like had it been yeah so I, i'm sure that could have something to do with it too it's like hey like what are we gonna do if we bring him back you know what i mean like yeah i mean mckinnon's probably you'd probably prefer to him be your captain oh I mean, landis got great like player great guy yeah. too but I don't know. I mean, no, like I the, you want those face, those face of your franchise. You want those guys being the captain. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love, I love the Bruins signing. I mean, four years, six million for for Taylor Hall. I mean, yep. that, that that's fair. That's um, a crazy good deal, man. Yeah, I mean, six million bucks, and that's just kind of the Bruins <laughs> always just just getting their guys, you know, taking discounts. We're still on Keith Yandel watch too. Like, won't be yep. much longer. He'll no. be fucking signing for a million bucks. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, another it, one, um, were, were you just going to say something? No, no, go, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say um, another one I saw was Zach Hyman. It looks like he's going to, uh, he's been offered from Edmonton uh, eight years and seven years at $5 million per year, which is, dude, like, I mean, the guy grinds his ass off. He's a pretty effective dude, but like, and I don't hate the, man, honestly, the number's a little high for me. I think so, I think five's too much. Way too high. It's way too high, and even the term is the way term too is that is old. a free agent fucking nightmare, dude. This happens all the time, I man. Know. Like you get these guys. Like remember Andrew Ladd? Oh, I think he took the eight year and went to the Islanders. Yeah. Like yeah. that was a miss, like an absolute whiff. Lucic, he went to the Oilers. They just did this yeah. man with a guy. Like yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's too much, and and obviously for a team that that needs a player of this caliber, but you have to think like a four or five years. Like this guy's thirty years old, twenty nine years old, and has has had histories with injury. Like I'm not comfortable giving this guy eight years. And if they want to sign him to eight years right now, today they have to get the Leafs to to sign trade him on. and trade it. Yeah. So seven years is is what they can sign him to. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see in that front. But man, the Leafs are in such a crazy position right now. Um, you know they have lost. They're gonna lose Zach Hyman. Um, yeah, they, they lost um, McCann, who they traded for, and now they're kind of stuck. They've got nine point five million dollars with no backup goaltender, no top winger. They don't even really a, have a, a goaltender. Like Jack Campbell is not a starting goalie. Like he I don't know a, what the hell they're doing. Man. I know. Like that guy is not getting you anywhere. He had one run, and <laughs> that, you got to go get a goalie. It's crazy, man. It, it really is. I, I honestly, they're going to be under the microscope. Kyle Dubas is going to. Honestly, well, dude, the, the, the protection, how they protected was a, a was a joke. Like, Justin Hall, man, is not worth a slot to protect. Yeah. Dude, this, like, it's Justin Hall. This guy wasn't even in the, like, Babcock wouldn't even play him. I know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, they protected him. It's crazy. Honestly, we could spend all episode talking about the... the 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 shit show that's going on there. But, I mean, this year is... There's no other team that the 20... 21-22 season is going to be bigger than than for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like this is if uh, they don't get it done next year or win a playoff round, like they're Matthews going to peel. Well, Matthews will be gone after his contract, but you got to think Dubas is gone. You got to think uh, um, O'Keefe's gone. I mean, I don't know about Shanahan, but he would probably be gone too. Like they have to firehouse and they got to start this thing over, which is yeah. I mean, um, you got to yeah. I mean, you you have to. I mean, like how long can you go with like saying Kyle Dubas is like a a mastermind of yeah. it, and it's like, yes, he knows his analytical stuff, but I mean, like, you gotta, you gotta produce some stuff here. You're losing to the fucking Montreal Canadiens in round one. Yeah, it's it's been brutal. Um, also, starting Jack, like, I just don't for the life of me understand it, man. So, from everything that I've heard, Jack Eichel is gonna go to Minnesota. What? Yeah. So I've heard that those buyouts were in attempt to clear the room wow. for Jack Eichel. Who the fuck are they gonna trade for him? Um, they got nobody. Yeah. So that's what I'm hearing. I'm Marco hearing, Rossi's got to be gone. I'm hearing, I'm hearing Reinhardt to uh, Philadelphia. Sam? Um, uh, yep. Okay. And, uh, and I'm hearing Ristolainen is also on the way out. So they're kind of, you know, making some moves. Well, they may which as is well. the way to go. Like, if you're going to do it, do it now. Like, yeah, the thing like, is, you start can't. Start now. You can't you know? keep Eichel. And then by the time you're redone, he's like 29. It's like. It, it, like yeah, exactly. Oh, they just butchered it, man. Like, it's so hard, man. You got to have all the pieces fall into, into play. But, like, when you get a guy like Eichel, like, you got to fucking go. Man. Yeah, you, you start the build. Start like, the build. Start and the build. Edmonton still, like, they're kind of in the same boat with McDavid. Like, yeah. you got McDavid and Drysdale for the love of Jesus, guys. Yeah, And I, they're trying. They're just kind of fucking themselves. Like, you can't go get Zach Hyman for five million bucks. Speaking of signings, they signed Mike Smith to a... Uh, Two-year <laughs> deal! I saw that. I nearly fucking walked off a bridge, dude. I know. He's 41. I know. Or maybe he's 39. I, I don't know. He's a fossil, dude. He's straight up... An artifact. I know, but and his, his numbers were unreal this year. But the he's gonna season, fall off so quick, and dude. The, the thing is, too, is, is think about the travel. Think about the teams they were playing. Like you had, like I think that that would be fairly. You'd gain fairly a lot of traction in conference if you're playing teams three, four, five times in the span of a few weeks. It's like you yeah. kind of get used to them. You get a feel for the game. Like that's not the case in 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 next year's NHL or in a regular NHL season. Um, but uh, yeah. we'll see how that works out. I mean, it's. And Nadalkovic, I mean, Carolina, I have no idea the narrative behind that. I mean, you just let uh, Calder Canada go away for a third-round pick and, and the rights to Jonathan, Jonathan... Dog shit Bernier. Bernier? Anyway, 
honestly, I want to know what's going on with Steve Eisenman and how he's got these guys. Like, even when Washington traded Verona, Washington traded Verona, Ponick, a first and a second, and then just got Mantha back. Like, I was like, dude, one for one. He's doing his magic, and people tend to forget, I mean... Steve Eiserman's footprints, his fingerprints are all over this Tampa team. He built that squad. Yeah, he did. That Breezeball guy getting all the credit. I but know. It's like, no, dude. Like. Stevie Y, man, he's a machine. Um, but, Nate, we're popping back into the NBA quick because we could go on the NHL, I mean, all day. But, yeah. Well, um, so much going on. But we've got the draft coming tonight. Uh, we've got Trade Center next Wednesday. So next weekend, I mean, we'll really dive in. We'll dissect mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, but the NBA offseason is around the corner as well. And, they, and, and I, I guess, you know, we didn't really give the Bucks as much credit as they did. I was in the middle of an apology to all the Bucks fans because I said on paper, which means absolutely nothing in sports, that the Suns <laughs> looked like the better team. But what I forgot to take into consideration that was the only thing that mattered was Giannis Akutatumbo, the two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, absolute freak of nature the greek freak was he put up a 50 50 point game in game six to win win the series i mean this guy was unstoppable had an unbelievable series from game two on i mean all the credit to the bucks he stayed there he didn't go and do the take the easier way out and go to a super team and win it that way he stuck in milwaukee and won i mean that was an awesome win and congrats to to Giannis in, in the box that's the best part about it is that he literally went to milwaukee and he's been there since i remember like we were in high school like he's been there forever and i love that he stayed there man he didn't just jump ship and then you see all the free agency news for the nba and it's like westbrook's going to the lakers like this is going on this is going on meanwhile Giannis, like well, I just won with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. So how are you? He's got a great story, man. His two brothers are in the NBA. He's moved his entire first contract. He moved. He tried to move his entire family to the United States. I mean, he, it's truly an inspirational story if you really have time to, to read about it. But, I mean, I think we should flip into the Toronto Raptors because the Toronto Raptors are under the microscope because they have the fourth overall pick this year. They've got Kyle, Kyle Lowry, who's got a decision to make, is probably – Moving outside of Toronto, I would think. Um, I mean, the NBA is the off season's always crazy because you got like you got Damian Lillard, for example, the point guard out of out of Portland, who's probably going to find a new home. Who's you know a top fifteen, top twenty player in the NBA, uh, probably someone to argue top ten. I mean, this guy is going to move spots. I mean, there's going to be so much jumble. Brad, uh, I've heard Bradley Beal maybe to the Golden State Warriors. Yep, like it's yep. just there's going to be so much jumbling, and teams are going to look completely different next year. That. Yeah. Well, the NBA, I find it always looks so different. Like, guys yep. are just everywhere. You get, you have those few guys that are always going to stay stay kind of in the same area. But yep. the the lower end, like, just, well, not even the lower end. Like, Harden, Peels, like, yep. Durant's been on three teams, which is like, think of a player at that caliber being on three different teams. I know. It's wild, I man. know. Like. Yeah. It would be like, it'd be like McKinnon. Yeah. It'd be like McKinnon, Paul, he'd be on his third team. Which is never going to happen. Yeah, like, exactly. It's um, just totally different in that sense. Yeah. Um, And I'm not sure, is Larry... Is, is the consensus that he's leaving? Because I remember there was... Man, he's had a... I feel like I've been watching the fucking Kyle Lowry farewell tour for the last, like, six months now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the, that's the, the feeling. I mean, in Toronto, and Masai Ujiri, their, their president, is, is also on an expiring contract, and I'm not sure when that ends. So the guy who built this championship team might be on his way out as well. So, I mean, Toronto... I mean, two years off a championship could be looking completely different. It could be kind of a bottom feeder here if, if things don't go their way in the next few months. Yeah. Uh, but this fourth overall pick, obviously, is going to be an impactful player. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you updated, obviously, on the NBA front. I'm, I'm sure that the news will be piling in in the next few weeks. Yeah. Nate, the British Open concluded last weekend. 
And this absolute lunatic, for the first time, played in the PGA Championship last year, won it for the first time he played this year, played in his first ever Open Championship, won it. It is truly incredible what this Colin Morikawa kid's doing. Yeah, he's, uh, what is he, he's the... The second guy to win, what is it, the British Open and is it the PGA Championship? Yep. Before 25, him and Tiger Woods. Yep. Don't know if you heard of him. Yeah. Pretty fucking good. Exactly. So that's an impressive fate right there. Feet, I should say. Impressive yeah. fate. But yeah, man, he was uh, he was, he was was leading a lot too. I remember when we were watching it uh, last recording and like he was way up. Yeah, like, I mean, this guy and I think the scary thing for the PGA Tour and it's, I don't want to... You know, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and too excited about this players, but he is a big time closer. Like a lot of the guys that get into that position, like DJ was like this for a while. Jordan's been like this at times. Rory as well. They get into these these chances of closing major championships and they blow one out of bounds or they blow yeah. one in the water and, and things can really spiral out of control and they can lose it. Um, but uh, this Colin Morikawa seems to, to close and he seems to be a closer, but I think we should hinder our expectations from these young guys. I mean, Jordan Spieth had eight wins on the PGA Tour before the age 22. Roy McIlroy hasn't won a major. He's won three majors and he or four majors, and he hasn't won one in seven years. I mean, these guys kind of storm out of the gates. Yep. And there's only four a year. And think about how many guys are looking and sniffing well, around. Like, I mean, it's tough to do. Think how many big name guys there are every tournament. I mean, you got, like, that could legitimately win it. You got DeChambeau, you got Rom, you got DJ. Like, it, it, the list goes Justin on. Justin Thomas. Yeah, Justin uh, Thomas. Shoffley, exactly. Jordan like, Spieth. I mean, and, and one guy on. wins, Rom. man. Exactly. Like, and, yeah. and the, like, it's crazy. Like, it's impressive as hell to pull a victory off in these things. It is, man. I mean, and so the way you look at it is, like, I don't know how the odd makers said it. So, like, say, um, uh, John Rahm has an 8% chance to win mm-hmm. the tournament. Well, that's, I mean, those aren't great odds, but okay. Yeah. But there's only four of those a year. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome, and I think we should really hinder our expectations. Like, I don't know if, if Morikawa is going to go on this great run, but we'll see. I mean, be cool to see, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, we are kind of waiting, you know, for the in, next big stud. For, for the like, next big thing yeah. uh, in golf. And, and I'm not sure if it's going to be one guy or if it's going to be spread out like we see it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be kind of cool to see a guy come in and, and, you know, make 150 straight cuts and win 10 yeah. majors and, and just really Tiger Woods dominate. 2.0. Yeah. Um, but that'll be interesting to see. Uh, this week, Nate, we've got the 3M Open. Nothing crazy for news to um, to present from that. It's the third annual uh, 3M Open. It's it's held in in the Twin Cities in in Minneapolis and in St. Paul. But uh, but Ricky was the first round leader, so I'm happy to see Ricky back in the mix. He needs a win soon because he's not exempt from these big events. Like he can't play in the Masters. He mm-hmm. can't play. So we need Ricky to win, and, and I'm Team Ricky Fowler. So hopefully he wins. Yeah, let's. Uh, you want to chat a little bit about the Olympic? Golf. golf yeah yeah for sure obviously some huge names going over there i mean some some big names not going to like dj's not going yep definitely um, there's guys sitting out um but like what was it you were saying um that the olympic village is like it's like a what an hour drive from there so it's like not even like it's at the olympics so I mean, exactly yeah, yeah fuck it dude. so you don't get the full olympic experience when you're there the course is about an hour outside the village uh outside of tokyo um, but I think we've got a couple Canadian hopefuls. I mean, you got to think Mackenzie Hughes and Corey Connors, who have been playing great in the, in the last couple majors, that they're going to yeah. be sniffing around. I mean, with Connors ball striking and just Mackenzie Hughes, his total game. I mean, those guys, I think, are metal hopefuls in the grand scheme of things. For sure. Man, Connors always in the mix. Yeah. And then Mackenzie Hughes has a flash here. Like, he'll, I feel like uh, Mackenzie Hughes will have like a tournament and then he'll kind of be done for like nine and then he'll kind of buzz back up for sure but yeah that'd be incredible to see let's see it yeah quick side note both those golfers went to kent state kent state commit my cousin willie bishop so shout out willie going to kent state boy willie yeah um but uh but no i think the olympics is very meaningful obviously to every country around the world and you know it's a 
you know, there's a there's a there's a massive patriotic kind of feeling and and buzz around the Olympics, but this means everything to two players on the PGA Tour by the name of Sung Im and Siwoo Kim. Yeah, man. Um, my boy Sung Jay, like I'm, I'm rooting for the guy. I, I want to see him play some more golf. I don't want to see him locked up in a in a crate over in. Uh, I, I don't know if I can say that, but you know what I mean. Is that like, what they do to the military members there? <laughs> that's hard to say. It is hard. To At say. least from North Korea, right? South Korea. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the Koreans. They well, they what is it? They have to finish. Do they have? They have to finish in the top three, or else they have to go do their mandatory military service. Yeah. Which I mean, in 2021. Could we maybe get a little exempt? Like, these guys are overplaying on the PGA Tour, guys. Like, I don't know if you heard about it, but who is running the government in South Korea? It's pretty incredible. I mean, these guys are in North America making, you know, millions of dollars a year and performing at the highest stage of the sport of golf. And, and yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate because two years is a long time away from the tour. I mean, we saw it with Sang Moon Bay, a former Korean player who, who was finding his feet on the PGA Tour, went and did his military service and has really been grinding on the Corn Ferry Tour. I think he gets exempt for a few events a year, but he really hasn't played well. And, I mean, Sung Jae Im, is, is, he's, a, he's a top 25, top 30 guy on tour right now. I mean, I, I don't know his official world golf ranking at the top of my head, but his ball strike is incredible. He's been in the mix. He was second at the Masters in the in the spring or in the fall. In the fall, yeah. um, His tempo uh, is almost as good as mine. His tempo is incredible. Um, plays every week. He's well liked. He doesn't even have a house, eh? Yeah. Like, just travels. Yeah. Well, he, what's he live out of Atlanta, doesn't he? Because it's like the hub. Yeah. 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 The oh, airport, nice. I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like that in like Philly. It's like either one of those. It's like going all over the place. But I was going to ask too, is there a way um, for like the golfer guys, like have you, do you know of anybody who's had to do the military service in the past that's gone over? So are they like straight up like out there, like doing basic training, like shooting guns and stuff? Or is there like a golf thing? Because I say this just because... Um, what was it? Alexander Salmon came over to the NHL in 2004, and then he had to go do his his military service for Russia. But when he went over, he was able to play hockey for a team in the KHL. They gave him like a condo, a okay. car, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was technically counting as his military training just because he was in the country. Yeah. So I wonder if that's kind of something that uh, Sungjae and Siwoo Kim yeah. could do. Uh, I mean, like just golfing and stuff over there. It still wouldn't be the same, but I mean, like just to keep. Yeah, I see there's got to be something. They can't be out there doing fucking target yeah. practice, right? Like, yeah, I have it's no counterproductive. No? Yeah, no, I have no idea. Yeah, like I see what you're saying, and that's a great point. I mean, are these guys going to be able to be playing golf every day, and then you know, kind of you know, doing you know whatever, the, just being in the country, being present, is that going to count as your service, or are these guys going to be in the trenches? Um, you know, so um, it, it is hard to say, but that is something we should look into. Um, like, I, I feel like it's got, like, dude, I don't know. It just seems so crazy that it's still going on. Like, I, you think, like, as we said at the beginning, like, couldn't they just pay their way out of it? You know? I know. And give me a million bucks and we'll call it a day. Like, I, there's I, surely got to be somebody better for this than Sung J M. That's the last guy I'd want to go into battle with. I know. Like, that guy, no. I know. I know. But. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, culturally, just so much different. Um, but, uh, but no. I guess we got breaking news, Nate, and we're not going to get too much into the NBA, uh, the MLB, maybe not even at all. Yeah, we're just uh, going to talk about one thing. Uh, yeah, I think just the breaking news that the Cleveland Indians are going to be the Cleveland Guardians. Um, so the Cleveland Guardians will be the new MLB team in Cleveland. Um, I mean, I don't, like, just off the tongue, right off first, I don't love the name, but did you see the logo? Is it with like the, the garden wings? Well, it's garden, garden it's wings? actually a sick logo. Is it? Yeah, I like it a lot. Okay. I'll uh 
I yeah, I didn't see the logo yet, but yeah, I mean, you know, they're changing the name, and I think that's awesome. I mean, you know, it's it's probably not the most appropriate name right now in society, and, and I think. think you know we're still waiting on Washington, man. That's what I was just gonna say, like, yeah. dude, th- it's this is gonna be year two of them just being the football team. That's a joke. Um, they've got to announce a a name, and you'd have to think they're going to announce a name, and a you know maybe as a hype, um, you know program before the season but we'll see i mean they are still the washington football team but yeah the cleveland guardians um you know it's oh i don't mind that no yeah. it's sweet I'll, yeah I'll, I'll probably i might throw this up on instagram too just yeah for, uh, definitely some sort of post because um no that's that's a cool logo um but yeah the, i mean the guardians will be in in the mix in the mlb um but uh but outside of the mlb um, you know, they are in the midst of their 162-game season. Um, you know, teams seem to be bunched up. No real clear-cut narrative of who's going to be in the one-game playoff yet. This is – yeah, I find this is the hardest time for me to pay attention to baseball, Same. this middle of the season. Like, yeah. I, I love watching it at the beginning, and I love once it gets into September, like, let's go. Oh, but, yeah. Like, when you're in this stretch where teams are, like, at the 100-game mark, it's like, man, there's so far to go and so many games left. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm not full-on into it right now. I mean, I've, I, I keep tabs on the Red Sox. Uh, they're putting a bit of a beating on the Blue Jays and Yankees right now. Oh my God, they um, absolutely dumpstered the Blue Jays the other night. Was it six six zero top one? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so I think they're they're exceeding expectations with with their pitching situation, but obviously some lethal bats in that lineup. But uh, but he, I think some of the biggest kind of theme of this episode it is opening ceremonies night tonight. The Olympic Games, the baby. Olympic Games. Let's go. It's been, it's, it seems like it's been so long since Olympics. It's nice, man. The Summer Olympics too. There's, there's just something. I think, yeah. I think I like the Summer Olympics in its totality more than the Winter Olympics. Well, I like it more because I, I, I feel like this is just a sheer like what the weather's like kind of thing. But in the winter, you're gonna be, you're watching so much TV anyway, just because it's like so light out, but or so like cold. Yep. But I find in the summer it's nice. Like, say you're outside in the sun for a bit or something. You come in, you get into the air conditioning, and you sit down. And you got some some random Olympic speed walking event on, you know. I love, that's what I prefer 100%. more. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's a great place to start off. Is we're gonna go through. This we'll kind of use this as our segment, I guess, this week. But we'll go through the events and you know five, six individuals, some athletes that we should be following and keeping close tabs on uh, in the Olympic Games this year. Um, but yeah, Nate, you mentioned speed walking, and we do have a medal hopeful in the speed walking. It's Evan Dunphy. Evan Dunphy, and I didn't realize it was. It's fifty kilometers. <laughs> what? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. He's a 50-kilometer speedwalker. I don't know if they, it's considered speedwalking or if they call it that. Let me Are you sure it's 50 kilometers? I'm just going to double-check this. Okay. Just uh, bear with us here, fellas. Um, what a nerd. Look at him. Yeah. Oh, he's from. He's Canadian. Look. Oh, let's go. Limp Canadian race walker. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 50 kilometer speed walk. Three, three hours, 41 minutes? Pretty good. Not a bad fucking speed walk. No, he's not at all. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, yeah. I, so, just, uh, I know we kind of breezed by that, but we were just looking at his stats. So, he has, he, he set the Canadian record for the 50 kilometer speed walk at three hours, 41 minutes, 36 seconds. 38 seconds? Yeah. 38 seconds at the 2016 Summer Olympics, where he placed fourth. Um, so, I mean, it's news to us, and I'm sure most of you at home, I'm, I'm sure there's a few of you also just learning that speed walking is indeed an event. We have talked about it on some prior episodes, but at the same time, 
Not only is it an event, there is a 50 kilometer bloodbath of a race. Picture the <laughs> blisters on the feet after that That's, one. Yeah, we're talking eight kilometers over oh. a marathon. I mean, these guys are just feeding for hours. Who, um, like, man, the sport is such a joke. It's like, all right, so we'll do a speed walk. It's like, how far can we take it? Like, dude, I thought it was on a little track. Like, when I, I've seen I was, it, it's on yeah. a little, like, little, uh, little track. Yeah, I was picturing it being, like, an 8-meter race, or 800-meter race. <laughs> <laughs> hey, move it, snail space up there. 800-meter race, but... Oh. But, uh, but no, some other names, obviously Andre de Grasse, he's, he's got to be kind of the biggest Canadian um, yeah. in the Olympics. If you're not sure who Andre de Grasse is, uh, if you've seen any GoDaddy commercial ever, that is the man. <laughs> he's a... Um, but yeah, I don't know how much of a 100 meter hopefully is. From what I've heard, he's been struggling to break um, 10 seconds. And oh, like, is that right? Yeah, but I know for a fact he is a two, 200 meter threat. Well, he... Yeah, well, he used to be he used to be right there in the hundred meter, did he not? I'm yeah. pretty sure he was right behind Bolt a couple yeah, times, wasn't I he? Think right? so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think like just in the world, I forget what the circuits called that they play, that they run on frequently. Like these people obviously compete in in annual and and you know monthly gatherings and track meets. Like these dumb people don't just compete at the Olympics. Obviously, it's the biggest stage. But yeah, I've heard there's stuff to get there. Or I've read that that Andre he's kind of his hundred has been struggling and he's struggling to break ten. And there's these Americans that have. That are there are more hopefuls. There are odds on favorites to beat Andre de Grasse, but his 200 meter, he is one of the hopefuls to win. So, obviously, Andre de Grasse is is going to be you know a, a metal hopeful. But Penny Alexiak, mm-hmm. man, this girl, what did she win gold at 16 in Rio? Yeah, like she's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Does it's... she get enough credit? Fuck no, man. You don't even talk about her till the Olympics roll around. I know. No one says shit. You hear about her once in a while, but yeah. talking about her. Her brother there got slept by Tom Wilson there. Uh, Jamie Alexiak. Yeah, that's right. Brother and sister. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He got slapped, dude. He knocked him out. (laughs) But uh, but Penny, obviously, she's... Nothing to do with Penny, though. 100 and 200 meter freestyle swimmer. I mean, she'll she'll be back in the mix. If she's not in the mix, there's some red flag. If you can get in the mix and win gold at 16, you can at 20. I'm sorry, Penny, but you weren't training. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's not an age you punch out at. No. You turn 16, it's like, all right, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to be a force. Yeah. Had she been, like, 28, she'd be done. Yeah. Like, you'd be be just crushing beers, sitting on a patio, fucking enjoying your life, with your brother getting knocked out by Tom Wilson. Um, Anyway, on to the next one here. What is this? Melissa Bishop, and I am not going to pronounce that last one in fear of saying a racial slur, but Greg, take it away. Naragu. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Melissa Bishop Nuragu, 800 meter. Um, yeah, she came fourth at the uh, Rio Olympics as well in the 800 meter. So I think she's obviously going to be uh, a medal hopeful as well. So Melissa Bishop Nuragu, 800 meter. And uh, the two other Olympic hopefuls, these two won the, the world championship in 2019 in beach volleyball. Another one That's of my fucking favorite. event I'll be watching. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, everyone loves the beach volleyball. Um, and you know, for more reasons than one, but Sarah Paven and Melissa Humana Perendez. <laughs> Sounds like the, uh, the guy from the sweet life of Zach and Cody there. The guy that worked at the desk. Yeah. I can't remember. S- 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 or whatever it was. He had like 45 names. Yeah, that's right. Beach volleyball. Um, so those are certainly the people to be looking out for. The athletes to be looking out for. You know what I was looking at the other day for beach volleyball? What's that? Um, the viewership, uh, and the genders. Yeah. It's 98% men watch it. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. For, for the women one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But then for the for the opposite, and then yeah. for the for the men, no one, no one. That's got to be just due to like just kind of their technique and their finesse and. Yeah, and I believe like so. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys have foot fetishes. Yeah. A lot of fair game in the sand there. No, I I think it's mainly mainly due to the Aritzia bikinis absolutely jammed up these women's asses, folks. And if you turn into a beach volleyball this week, you'll be you'll be seeing it. Um, uh, another thing is too men's volleyball. <laughs> Ain't nobody watching it, so we're not going to say anything about it. Nobody's watching men's beach volleyball. Uh, I certainly won't be. Fuck no. Um, the Aritzia bikinis. <laughs> um, so what are we at here, boys? Um, that's no. about it, eh? Yeah. You that... want to do like a little screw around segment? Maybe just like ask each other funny questions or something just off the top of our head? Sure. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Kill a little more clock. Yeah. No, I agree. We can do that for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, we've yeah we've built a nice tangent. I mean, what uh, what do we want to enter here in terms of uh, uh what? For the, for, yeah, the segment? For, yeah, I guess we can just kind of break well, we down. We can just lowball it. I'll, I'll say, like, uh, what uh, what's your favorite sports memory that you have, like, playing? Um, okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's do random shit like that. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a plethora <laughs> of, of them, but, I mean, I think, um, you know, our, our, this is fucking going to sound hilarious, but our high school football team, we... We were in the D1, and we, we went to the D1 championship. I think that semifinal game was a pretty special one for me. I mean, this has got to be the milkiest segment of all time. But, yeah. How about you, Nate? What? You're not going to say it? Oh, oh you're yeah, just saying for that? Yeah. Oh, that, that was it? Yeah. Holy yeah. fuck. All right. Yeah. Well, my favorite I'm, – I'm gonna actually, that brings me back to one I remember seeing you playing Horton Hockey. Okay. And uh, Greg went – he had a hat trick already. He went in, scored his fourth goal of the game. The guy skates behind the net and takes a sip of the goalie's water bottle. Yeah. All-time stuff, dude. The <laughs> crowd was howling. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that – I, I mean, <laughs> probably yeah. get anxiety thinking about well, it. Well, I mean, I, I, I just did some so many questionable things. I mean, there was like the time where I teabagged the guy in front of the net. Like I literally teabagged the guy. I got non sportsman like conduct penalty. Have we ever told the story about when we were on our summer soccer team that year? We went provincials and you, did, you we did all the sellies. I mean, I I don't know if we have. I thought it was it's, not it, my finest moment as well. Well, Greg thought he went bar down, so he was heading to the corner flag to grab it to do a selly, and it cut this man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you yeah, know fuck, what? Fuck the segment. Yeah. It was a good I, epi. Yeah. No, uh, and yeah, we'll catch you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in as always, and uh, and we will catch you next Friday. Yeah, and if anybody listening to this is in Cape Breton, the kid will be there this weekend, so let's eat. Have fun a cat, bud. I will. <laughs>